right, we are back. It is Masters Week. It is the FFL Podcast. I am Jeff the Freebird Nickerson, and riding shotgun with me this week is Jeff Zakodny of the Miami Vice. As you can hear by my voice, I am doing this one like Jordan's flu game. This is the birds with strep throat picking winners. Here we go. Jeff, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, you know, I'm playing a road game myself here. I'm on the, the busy streets of Toronto, aka the big pothole. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just grinding. I'm, I'm out here grinding to bring people masters content that they crave because it's a big week uh, and I'm pretty jacked up. It, 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 it feels like this is a very uh, interesting masters. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, I was thinking about it like masters week. It's my favorite week in sports. Like, I love NFL playoffs. I love NHL playoffs. I love NBA playoffs. I love baseball playoffs. But this week is everything to me. I care about who wins. I care about how it goes. I care about how guys practice. I care about what people eat. I care about everything about this week. It is my favorite week in sports. I absolutely love it. And I know the weather is not supposed to be good this week. But I think we're in for a good week still. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, fireworks, and I think it's going to be good. Uh, We usually do a breakdown of the course. I'm not doing that. It's the Masters. (laughs) Everybody knows the course. I mean, if you don't know the course, I don't care. Like, figure it out. There's only one thing we need to talk about on the course. Um, It's been a big topic right now is the 13th hole. So they've pushed the the, uh, tee box way back, and uh, they've changed it. Um, I'm not too happy with it. Uh, I've listened to both sides of the argument, so they didn't like it because it became a driver to a seven iron and then an easy two putt. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as a chance to guys get into 13 and Hey, we might see an Eagle here. And if we see the Eagle, then the show's on like, let's see what happens. Uh, now I've listened to everybody. They all say they're just going to lay up. So that takes away that and taking away a guy that's going to take a chance at an eagle. Now they're going to lay up and they're going to get a birdie pretty much most of the time because these guys are throw darts from a hundred yards. So I don't think they really fixed anything. What I would have done is I would have had where the guys are landing most of the time. I would have had the runoff lead off into the rough and made the second shot harder. I wouldn't have changed the tee box at all. Um, Spieth says it's a good idea. He said it'll make it more interesting. I don't know. I've listened to everybody, and they're saying they're just laying up. So we'll see how it goes. But what do you think about that hole? I think the, one of the biggest things for me is just aesthetically, like they killed one of the coolest looking tee boxes yeah. in all of golf. Like, like that, that view with like that huge wide fairway, but you can already like see like the you know the hook to the left. Like that was just a it was a very very uh, interesting setup to a hole, and they kind of already have that like narrow tunnel sort of setup for like 18 yeah right? like exactly 18, you have to go right through the chute and now you've kind of created like an 18 type chute out into a hole where you're supposed to try and bend it anyways and yeah i don't know it just felt unnecessary and you know i i understand they're trying to make sure that it plays tough and you're worried about distance and all that but really what you did is you just killed uh, a good risk reward type hole right like yeah. where somebody could really gas up and try and go for it if they wanted to if they you know felt like they needed to gain some strokes or they were just reviving that day and so yeah i think it's a shame and it just you know 
I don't know. I guess it's their prerogative, but I don't think it was necessary. No. Like, the back nine at Augusta, like, we all know it. It's perfect. It's It doesn't need to change. Um, I know they're talking about rolling the ball back, do all that. Wait till that happens then. They don't change a hole that has been something that people love to watch just because guys are hitting it far. Change change the fairway. Change something. Don't change. Like the like you said, like the skinny tee box. Yeah, that's intimidating to you and I. That's not intimidating to Tiger Woods. He's not going to hit a tree that's off the tee box. Like that doesn't this doesn't affect these guys in any way. It affects an amateur, but we don't care about how Jim plays it next Thursday. We care about how these guys are playing it this week, and that couldn't matter less. So we'll see. But right now, I think that's a swing and a miss for the Masters, which they don't usually do. Um, next thing we need to talk about, obviously, is live. We might as well get out of it. Get ahead of it. We'll be going through the names. Um, there's a there's a lot of live guys in this tournament. Might be the last year. There's a lot of live guys in the tournament, but uh, people. Azano brought up a question of will this negatively negatively affect the PGA Tour if a live guy wins? You had some thoughts on it. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I threw out a sentence or two in the chat. I knew I wanted to keep my powder dry for this pod because gotta you know got to keep back some of the goods right yeah, you can't just exactly. give it all away for free um but I, I think it would be just absolutely catastrophic for the pga tour if, if live wins one of the talking points really of the pga tour in, in the face of this live challenge is the level of competition on tour right like uh you even hear heard from some of the guys that they want to play where the best guys play yeah. and if you got live guys winning majors <laughs> is that the best place to play now and if yeah. so why is anyone staying on the PGA Tour? Why aren't you just going to get that guaranteed uh, meal ticket and then, uh, you know, just pop it into majors and winning them, apparently? So I think just from that perspective, it would just be really, really bad for the PGA Tour. And I think, you know, some of these guys, like the the Spies and the JTs of the world, would have a lot of egg on their face, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this has been – this is, you know, the majors and winning majors. It's 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 huge for them. It's, <clears throat> I can't stress it enough, really. Yeah, so – I kind of want to word it a different way because I've I've been all over the map with this live thing where when it first came up, I was like, what the hell are they going to play with these like Saudi guys and all that stuff? I've gone away from that. I don't really care. Get your money, whoever you're going to get your money. I actually think and I and I don't think they've given enough credit to I think full swing made me look at live in a completely different way. Um, there's guys on live that you should have took the money. Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, those guys, Kevin Na, like you don't know, well, maybe not Kevin Na, but the guys that were kind of at the end of their career that, and Poulter made a good point. Poulter's loaded, loaded. So why would he want to show up at Riv, play two days, lose money, head home, not make any money? So if he can make $20, 30000000 million from Liv, whatever he made, I'm, I, I can't see him making more than 20, but say he made $20 million, and he wants to join this traveling circus because that's what it is and do that, then that's great. The problem that I have is it took away golfers that I enjoy watching week to week that I will never watch again because I watch all every golf tournament there is all every week on the PGA Tour. We If it's a bad field, we still watch it, and that's a lot to do with the FL Tour, but also I bet on it every week, so I'm into it. <laughs> now it's taking guys like Brooks and DJ and those guys away. But the biggest thing about that is these guys aren't golfing. Like, these guys are playing bullshit tournaments. They're barely golfing. 
They've played two tournaments coming into the Masters. So let's compare DJ, who we both think is the top five golfer in the world if he was playing every week. So he's played two times this year, and he's done nothing, compared to John Rahm, who's played nine times this year and has won three times. So going into the Masters, if you wanted to go off of that, I would think uh, Ram has a better chance of winning this week. If DJ comes in and wins, why would any golfer stick to a regular schedule and show up for all these tournaments that we watch? It's proving that you don't need to play real events to get ready for the majors. I'm the biggest Tiger Woods fan in the world. Uh, Tiger Woods plays four times a year. Who is that good for? Nobody. I don't get to watch Tiger Woods, and that's because of injuries. But look at it now. Uh, guys that say they're huge Brooks fans or huge Cam Smith fans, all the guys in the chat that say that bullshit. Yeah, that's great that you're a big fan of them, but you're the most casual fan because you're going to be watching them only at majors. That's it. You're never going to watch these guys. So it's bad for us. It's bad for the fan. So if they win this week, it gives more guys the opportunity to say, well, I don't need to play next week. I don't need to play the week after that. I just need to get ready for the, the majors. And That is not how I want to watch golf. I want guys to play as much as possible. It's the same reason the NBA is falling. It's because guys don't play, and it's the same thing that's happening in golf right now. You look at the new schedule for next year, it's less tournaments than this year. That's not a good thing for us. Like, yeah, all the big guys are going to get together. That's fun. But people playing less is not what we want. And if a live guy wins this week, it just brings up that argument that, hey, I don't really need to be playing golf to be winning majors. And I don't want to see that. Yeah, I mean, like the the short takeaway for me is it would be bad, very bad for the PGA because it would be very good for live. Yeah. And the PGA and live are competing for talent. They're competing for eyeballs. Uh, They're competing for sponsorship money. Uh, anything that gives your rival help is bad for you. And yeah. so uh, if a Liv guy goes ahead and wins this week, that means, you know, that just bolsters the argument that Liv is a legitimate golf tour and that, uh, you know, there's merit to actually signing up with them. And that could sway some people who perhaps have been kind of sitting back right now and being a bit quiet about where they'll ultimately land because uh, they're, they want to play majors, that they're worried that they won't be able to contend in majors. And if Liv guys win, that argument has just been seriously undercut. Yeah. And like, they've just like, they've taken guys to live and like, like I don't watch live, but I know what happens. I know that Brooks won. I know whatever, but like, it's not drawing me in. Like there's nobody like if LeBron James decided he's my favorite basketball player, but if he decided he was going to go play in China next year, I'm not going to go watch Chinese basketball to make sure I'm watching LeBron. Like I'm still going to watch the NBA. And I, I watch the PGA tour because I love the PGA tour. Yes. Rory and Spieth and all these guys are my favorite golfers, but if they fade away, then somebody else is going to be my favorite golfer for a while. Like that's just, that's just how it is. I, I follow the PGA tour. I don't follow live and it's not going to ever be maybe 20 years down the line. I might watch a live tournament who knows, but I honestly don't think it's going to last that long, but I think winning majors would be a very good thing for Liv. Very good thing. Huge for Liv. Bad for PGA. Full bad time. for golf. and It's bad for golf. It really is. Because, like, the old guys, they took it away. Most of them aren't going to make it play in majors anymore. So that, that doesn't really matter. The Taylor Gooches, those guys, their, their world ranking is going to fall so much, they're never going to be a part of a major again. But, like, 
the Brooks and those guys that are continually going to play in majors for a while, I don't want to watch them just in majors. Like, I want to see Brooks at the waist. I want to see guys at, I want to see DJ at the Canadian Open every year. And that's just gone now. So, I don't know. I want Live to Die, not for the same reasons a lot of people do. I just want guys back. I want the villains back. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I, I think it's a big week. I mean, if they win the U.S. Open or something down the line, it's not as bad because they've actually played a few tournaments throughout the summer. But if one of these guys wins this week, it's not good for golf. It's really not. Yeah, and I mean, it's not good for golf because Liv doesn't, they haven't built the infrastructure to support, like, a pipeline of talent, right? Like, yeah. the PGA has this kind of farm system that lets guys who maybe kind of flame out out of college or maybe they don't even play that well in college uh, to work their way up through the ranks. And that's why, I mean, it's one of the, the key points of the whole live not getting OWGR points, that they don't have the infrastructure in place that justifies giving them the points. Yeah. Like, they haven't built something that actually merits uh, giving them the ranking points they need to, to qualify for majors. And if they are just shortcutting it by winning the majors yeah. instead and just getting exemptions that way, then... It's bad. Uh, yeah. It's really yeah. bad. It's, like, it's thumb in your nose yeah. in the established order. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. All right, so we're going to do it a little different this year, though. Um, usually we just do our top five picks and a couple long shots. Uh, I'm going to go because we haven't really been doing a pod, obviously week by week. I'm going to go through each team. And if there's a guy on that team that you like for your picks, um, you can say he's on my list. And if, uh, there's a guy you want to talk about on that team, then bring them up. All right. So we're going to start at the bottom of the list. We're going to go with the new, the rookies, the Bowmanville Blazers. 780 points on the season. They're rolling into the major uh, with Patrick Cantley, Kevin Kisner, Justin Rose, and he picked up Taylor Gooch and Kevin Na for the week. Uh, anybody on this team that you like? Yes. I One of these guys has made my list, and his name is Patrick Cantley. Beautiful. I know, I know there has been some you know, disparaging of his track record in majors. Yep. But I think he's probably playing the best he has ever played coming into this one. And I, I'm a little concerned about that the conditions of perhaps being a bit too soft and maybe he doesn't have the length to keep up with, with some of the guys, but he is still pretty long off the tee. Yeah. Um, I just, I just look at it kind of like this way, where if I look at all the majors and think, you know, which one of these is something that Patrick Cantlay is going to win, you know, I think he could maybe win the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club because he's from that neck of the woods. Yeah. But, um, we just very publicly complain about USGA setups, and I have a feeling that's because <laughs> yeah. his, his game just doesn't really line up with that. Like, it's not how he does. So I really just think Augusta is his best shot for a major. I think that the stars are kind of aligning with just with his quality of play uh, in, in over the last little bit, including at um, including at St. Andrews, which is the course that Augusta is modeled after, right? Like, he had a top 10 uh, at the Open last year, yeah. uh, which was, I think, I don't know if that was his best finish ever at a major, but it was pretty close. And I just think his, his, his play has been really high right now. And uh, <coughs> I'll, I'll take a punt on this one. I like that. Um, I, Canley wasn't really on my radar for uh, this tournament. Um, I like him. Obviously, I'm a big Patrick Canley fan. I've bet him a ton of times. Um, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge supporter of him. I, obviously, he plays a little too slow. But a couple things I like. So I did a little pool with some buddies uh, where you get – three golfers randomly in the top 24 and one of my guys was Canley so I'm like all right I'm gonna look into it and one thing that hit me right off the start Jeff you know I love to see it 20 to 1 
20 to 1. Yep. That is my sweet. That is my that's my go zone right there. 20 to 1. That means Vegas thinks you're real and they're just they're not sure what to do with you and I'm in. So 20 to 1. He checks all the boxes so far this year. He comes in off four consecutive top 20 finishes, highlighted highlighted by a solo third at Riviera. He doesn't get enough credit for how long and straight he actually hits it. Um, I was surprised, but he is like number two in dri- not driving distance, but driving accuracy right now on the uh, PGA Tour. Um, he he can hit it, and I know he loves this course. In 2019, he was he was doing some damage, and then he fell off on the back nine when Tiger took over. So he's got a chance. Um, I like him. I like the year he's put together so far. Hasn't got that big win that everyone's talking about, and if he did have that win, he'd probably be about 15 to 1 right now, 12 to 1. So I think he's right where he needs to be. I think he'll play well with the weather. I think he'll be fine. He can throw darts. He can can do it. He can muck it up if he needs to. So I'm with you. Cantlay's on my list as well. So I just I'm gonna say one thing. Yep. I'll, this is and this was what sealed the deal for me when it comes to Patrick Cantlay. Yep. I was looking at the betting board and I was thinking, what tool can I use to get the job done this year? <laughs> and for every job, there is a tool. And you know what company makes tools? Yeah. Dewalt. <laughs> and you know who sponsors Patrick oh, yeah. Cantlay? Yeah. Dewalt. Love so it. I'm going to win with Patrick, the tool man, Cantlay to win this year. All right. Now the rest of the team, Kisner having a terrible season, like just brutal. Kiz has no chance this week at Augusta. Gooch and Nah, live guys, I don't think they're going to do anything. I'm out on them, but I'm not done with the Blazers. For my long, one of my long shots, I do have Justin Rose. Uh, 55 to one. He's had a resurgent 2023 after a few years in the just out of nowhere. I won uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, finished T6 at the Players, Ranks 20th in strokes gained overall for the season. He has five finishes of T12 or better in his last eight Masters. Uh, I think he's got a chance. I think he could win. Um, I don't wouldn't love to see it, but I, I'm, I'm going to put a little on it. And I think he's a great top 20 bet too. And a top 10 and a little sprinkle on that as well. So that's one of my long shots, Justin Rose. So a good showing for the Blazers here at the Masters. They got two yeah. guys on our list. Uh, it's been a pretty good season for the Blazers. Uh, they had Cooch. They dropped him for this, but he's been solid for them. Uh, they've, they got 780 points, and their second pick hasn't even played yet. So not a bad season. Uh, they might have a major here. Uh, so we'll see what happens for the Blazers. All right, we'll yeah. move. Okay, I'm going to do the next three teams alone. Uh, Jeff had to go into a meeting, uh, but there's only one player that's on our list in these next three teams, so we're not missing much there, so it's more just a rundown of teams. But uh, first up, the Buffalo Bush Boys. They have 700 points on the season. They have Siwoo Kim, Sepp Straka, Jason Krokrak, and Svenny Baby. Um, we both... Love Siwoo as a long shot this week. Um, as you all know, Jeff's a massive Siwoo fan. Um, here's some stats for Siwoo, though. He's made his last five Masters cut. He's making his seventh Masters start, and he's picked up his fourth PGA Tour win at the Sony Open to start the year. He showed some serious fire at the President's Cup, going 3-1 and one overall for the week, taking out Justin Thomas. Both Jeff and I agree that the President's Cup is a huge springboard for these guys, and just like the Ryder Cup, and uh, I, I just expect a good week for uh, for Siwoo. He's uh, 22nd in strokes gained overall in the PGA Tour this year, and he's only missed one cut in 12 starts for a long shot at 90-1. to 1. I like it, and I love plus 200 top 20 for Siwoo Kim. Uh, the rest of the Bush boys, 
I'm sorry, Bush boys, but I think they're pack, They're going home early. Uh, Big Sep's not going to do much. Krokak, nope. All in, don't see it. And Svenny, first start in uh, for the Masters. I can't see him doing much. The Aces, the Atlantic City Aces, 880 points on the season. They're coming into the Masters with the Postman, the Brews, and last week's winner, Corey Connors. Let's talk about the Aces. One, I don't have any of these guys on my list, and neither do the Vice. Do I hope good things for Corey Connors? 100%. But the putting performance last week, that, that did nothing to make me feel confident going into the Masters. I know he has a great record here, but you're not going to top 10 every year at the Masters with that putting. Um, I don't know. I just don't see it for Corey. The Aces. The Aces decided this year to trade the top golfer in the world, Scotty Scheffler. They've called themselves the GM of the year for doing such a thing because they got picks for next year and they still have the money for this year. That's not what fantasy is. You're trying to win championships, and if you're not, you've lost the plot, and the Aces lost the plot. They said, I don't want to uh, give out 200 bucks a, a year. I can't do that. Understandable. I get it. Everybody doesn't want to do that, doesn't want to lose money. Totally get it. But here's the problem. I could see you saying that if you only had one or two wins in your career on the FFL Tour. But the Aces have the second most in FFL Tour history. The Aces have made $1,500 off the FFL Tour. So I'm not a banker, but I'm thinking... You could probably afford the 200 bucks if you just took from your winnings of $1,500. Doing the math, I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone out there could do the math, but I think $1,500 is going to cover you for that $200. That's just a thought for me. When you have a top golfer, you go for it. And if you don't want to take picks for next year, that's fine. Guys, the season just started. That's what's blowing my mind most about this. The Masters is this week, and guys blew up their team already. I was shocked I was able to get Rory from the Bush Boys already. He gave them up before the Masters even started. Before the, I, don't, I, I just don't understand that. But the Bush Boys got a ton of picks. That's, they feel like the rest of their team sucks, which it does. The Bush Boys team sucks, so I get where they're coming from. But. The Aces didn't suck. Keith Mitchell they got rid of. Keith Mitchell's solid. Keith Mitchell's probably going to win this year. Corey Connors did win this year. And you have a guy that might win five times this year. Might win multiple majors. And you got rid of him because you wanted to use fantasy as a way to not worry about money. Which doesn't make sense to me. We all agreed to the $10 thing. And then you were the one that was complaining about the $10 thing. You made $1,500. There's no way you're coming out of this argument looking right. You're not the GM of the year. You made the mistake of the year because right now you haven't made any more money from any of these studs you picked up for the guys you traded. The Postman ain't winning shit this year. JJ Spawn ain't winning shit this year. So all you did was trade away a winning team that would probably be in second place right now without making any changes. That is bad GMing, not good GMing. Congrats on the money. We're all paying you. That's fine. But 
You didn't make a good move. All you did was move it to next year. And you better hope you get a top pick because if not, you just gave away a season with maybe the most dominant golfer that we're going to see on tour. That doesn't make sense to me. And that's why we had to change the process going into next year. You won't be able to do the money trades, and I think it'll make the league stronger. So in the end, thank you, Aces. We were allowing something to happen that I didn't think would take control like this, but you took it to a place it shouldn't have went. So can, you can keep winning your money, and that's that's fine, but it's not a good look for the, the organization. You look like you didn't care about a championship, and there's no way around it. You had a team that had a chance for it all this year, and instead, you punted it to next year for no reason before a major. That's just that's just the facts. Um, let's go to the next team, the Georgia Peets. Another team gave up way too early. They're going in right now with Bryson, Tiger, and Matt Hughes. They could also have Xander Shoffley and Victor Hovland, two guys that could seriously win the Masters this week. Yes, they'll still get the money but they could have had the win. They gave up on a team before the season really started. Xander won three times last year. It was all after this tournament, so you could have had three wins right there. Add them to your points. He said the points is the reason that you don't think you can win. Well, a guy's won three times this year, and his team isn't in first place, so it ain't a points problem. We've talked about it with the Board of Governors. That's right, and we are going to make some slight changes to the scoring next year but it's not going to make much of a difference the difference is guys are going for it they're trying to win and other guys aren't now the Pete's they're coming in with Bryson I don't think Bryson's going to do anything Mac Hughes his stats are not good coming in and Tiger Woods uh, I don't know I everyone knows I'm the biggest Tiger fan but he's just not golfing enough it's supposed to be cold it's supposed to be wet that's just not good, and this is the hardest course to walk, and he says it still hurts to walk. So if he makes a cut, I think it's a huge win. Um, I'm going to be cheering for him to make it, but I, I don't see much for Tiger this week. I don't see much for the Peets. Um, it could have been a big week for the Peets. Um, I know, yes, they'll still get the money, so yes, they'll be happy, but nobody cares about that. The rest of the guys, they want the championships. They want the wins. Uh, the money's nice. But it's it's about wins, it's about all that, and there was two guys on this team that could have done the win, and instead, you've moved on, and you're trying to do something with Bryson, Tiger, and Mac Hughes, so I don't know. Um, let's move on to the Breeze. Breeze come in with 1,300 points. They have John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and Tom Hoagie. Uh, let's break them down next. All right, anyone on the Breeze on your list? Absolutely. So, as you'll recall, at the beginning of the season, I said on the podcast that John Rom scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And so, I have decided to stop living in fear and to start betting on John Rom to win golf tournaments, including the Masters, which I think he's going to do. Yep. I know people got scared off by some recent issues he might be having digestively <laughs> that the players didn't have a great match play. Whatever. I think... All that's really done is give people a little bit more of a bargain on his odds. Like he's now, like if you if you call it the big three of Rory, Rom, and Scotty, if you look at the odds right now, Roms are the ones that have drifted the most because people I think have gotten a little bit skittish with that recent play. Yeah, I'm not scared of that. I'm gonna I'm biting the bullet, and I'm 
just going to go with him. I think he has played well at courses that compare well to Augusta, such as Kapalua, uh, which speeds the set is basically, you know, you have to play a lot of the same shots. Nothing's ever flat. Uh, he won there this year, of course. So sign me up for John Rahm to win his first green jacket. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, for some reason, I'm avoiding it. Um, that probably means he's going to win it because I've picked him every year before. Um, I'm a little thrown off by his game coming in, but he has three wins this year. So just because he's had a month where it's been a little down, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm making the wrong choice, not putting him on the list and I'll put my hand up right now and I, and say what I, what I did earlier in the season is probably what I should be doing for the masters. I don't, it doesn't matter what your bet total is. Let's say you bet a hundred bucks a guy, like no one really does, but say you do a hundred on Rory, a hundred on Scotty and a hundred on Rom. And then you want to put another hundred on a, a couple guys. You're making money no matter what. And I think one of those guys is probably going to win the tournament. So that's probably the way to go, but it's not the fun way to go. But I like the ROM pick. I like that he's on your list. Um, there's no reason to think that he can't win this one. He'll come out. He'll probably play well on Thursday, and we'll all be thinking, oh, shit, what do we do here? Why didn't we bet him? So you're probably the right one. Um, more, more Kawa. I, I'm not picking this year um, just because of what happened to him at the start of the year. I think. I think he's got some bugaboo to him about uh, after that. But I am picking a breeze as one of my long shots. Tom Hoagie, 110 to 1. He, the top of the strokes gain in approach statistic is always a who's who of the top players around the world. Morikawa, Finau, Rom, and Homa are numbers 2 to 5 on that list. But number 1 is Tom Hoagie. The green complexes at Kapalua, like you said, are often compared to Augusta. And Hoagie finished T3 there. Uh, There's something about him. I think think he can put it together. I think I love him for top 10s, top 20s, top 30s. Um, I don't know if he can win, but at a shot at 110 to 1, I'm on. I'm on Hoagie. I think uh, I think he can do some damage. So that's my uh, that's one of my long shots this year. I like it. I think that he's a guy who people overlook because you're like, ah, oh, whatever, it's Tom Hoagie. But you're right. He's been golfing fantastically. Yeah. He's been golfing like one of the best golfers in the world for yeah. a while now. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason uh, why you wouldn't put him up there in what, like top 50? Top yeah. He's 40? top 30 now. He's top 30 now. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So, so, I mean, I like it. And I think uh, he's a guy who gets disrespected just because, you know, he's Tom Hoagie, which is not fair. Because <laughs> he looks like he's from the Goonies. <sighs> all right yeah so breeze they got three i think they have three legit chances to win a major which is huge so let's go to the next team the first place mimico tigers 1600 points on the season they have maddie fitzpatrick sam burns max homa keith mitchell and Xander shoffley what a team um really five solid guys going into those masters um any of these guys on your list no, but some of them, uh, they're dancing on the periphery, and they probably will in future years. I'm thinking specifically here about Maximus Homa, yep. uh, who's someone who it's kind of shit or get off the pot year for competing at majors. Yep. Uh, I think his best performance at majors so far is at Augusta. Yep. Last year, when he, all he did was make the cut, and he ended like 46. It's not great, but it's something. It's progress, uh, and he's just been playing fantastic. Like They're not making my card, but... I, if they win, I'll be like, yep, 
Probably yeah. should have seen that coming. Yeah, so I'll just run through them. Matty Fitz, having a terrible season. He's off my board. Uh, Sam Burns, won the match play. Not hearing him in anything on Twitter. Like, usually, like there's, like, I, I, I follow everything. I see all the sport. I see all the guys betting, everybody's picks. Sam Burns is on nothing. I think that's something to watch out. I might, I might sprinkle him just because I'm so worried I'm not hearing his name so much. I know he missed a cut last year here. But Sam Burns can golf, man. So uh, I think he's a guy that might be sneaky, could win, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does. He's won five times already on the PGA Tour. Uh, Max, Max is a fan favorite. I think he could win a major this year. Like you said earlier, it might be the one at the LA Country Club. Um, yes. I don't. I don't. Of course, record there still. Exactly. Um, I don't think he's going to show up this week at the Masters and win it. Um, he needs to put a good performance here first before he wins one. His uh, stats around the green are actually pretty brutal, and you need that to win at the Masters. And uh, I just don't have Max win in this one. Keith Mitchell is a sneaky, almost made my long shot list. Uh, doesn't have a track record here at the Masters, but if you look at his stats, man, he is, he's nasty. Keith Mitchell is nasty and he's going to get a big win soon. I don't think it's going to be the majors. Um, but, uh, Keith Mitchell is sniffing around and he's going to be a guy. Uh, I could see him top 20, top 30 here. Um, I think he's a solid player. Uh, just don't see him winning the Masters. Exactly seriously considered him as a as a long shot just yeah. because of, of that game and he like he pounds the driver right like, yeah he does something you really need at Augusta, especially <coughs> get it out there yeah which is going to put him probably in good company probably making the cut where he goes from there i don't know yeah and then x x was on my uh short list for making my list but uh just fell off uh just i don't know i just don't have the feeling for x uh this week um but if he wins, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, this is a solid team. Five guys who really, you never, if they win, you wouldn't be totally surprised. So Tiger's got to feel good going into it. But yeah, none make my list right now, but I might sprinkle Sam Burns. We'll see. All right, we'll move on to the next one. It is the Arizona Big Red. They have 400 points on the season. And they are going into the Masters with one guy, Billy Horschel. And I asked him today, I said, is everything okay? Are you all right? Like, you didn't pick up anybody. He goes, fuck live guys. I'm not picking up any live guys. So I respect it. So he's going in with Billy Ho. Billy Ho did not make my list. Uh, he doesn't, he makes cuts here, but he never contends. Uh, he hasn't had a great season. So I think we can move on quick from Billy Ho unless you got something for him. I don't really have much. He seems like he should be someone who like pops up here once in a while. And he just doesn't. Yeah. And he just. He just hasn't played well enough lately for me really to consider much more. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a no for me, dog. Yeah. Big Red, we'll see you next week. All right. The Fireball Freaks uh, coming in with Abe Answer. Um, they have 860 points on the season. Uh, they have Abe Answer, Jordan Spieth, Terrell Hatton, Harris English, Seamus Power, and Victor Hovland. Uh, anybody on your list? Uh... Yeah, but I uh, he might be falling off. Okay. Just because I'm not I'm not sure I want to keep him there. There might be somebody else I want to go with. Yep. I have I have two cash two bets that I'm debating which one gets cashed out. One of them is on Jordan Spieth right now. Whoa. I just think you know, I'm not I'm not a, a Spieth fanboy, but I just think like the he's playing too well to not win something better than like the heritage. Yep. And this is the place, right? Like this is the place where 
you know, he just flashes no matter what the conditions. He's got that magic wand that he just waves around and stuff happens. And yeah. it's just one of those things where, you know, like with Ron, you just better day. Yeah, I'm biting the bullet. And it might be a bullet I remove as early as tonight for somebody else. Because, I, like I said, I have two guys that I bet one of them's going to go. He's one of them, potentially. Okay. Well, hopefully I can sway you because he is on my list. Um, I love Speed this week. I mean, the season he's put together with how bad his putting stats have been is unreal. Like, he is, he's now turned the putter on the last couple tournaments, but he was putting like shit, and he was still top 10 and he was still playing well. And then today he shows up with that fresh dip just just for men in it. I'm like, oh, he's ready to win. I am all in on Speeth this week. I am fired up. I might throw more money down on him just because of the fresh dip. I fucking love it. Um, he, so far this year, he's sixth at Phoenix, fourth at Bay Hill, third at Tampa. Uh, he's been on the top of the leaderboards throughout February and March. He's obviously won here. Um, he's freaking unbelievable on this course. The runs that Spieth go on, I'm ready for a Spieth comeback. Like we need a we need Spieth winning majors again. It, it's fun for golf. So I'm back on Spieth, sixteen to one. Um, it's not it's not unbelievable odds or anything like that, but I I think it's worth I think it's worth a hit, and he's definitely on my list. Uh, the rest of the freaks, no. Nah. Um, Hovland ain't winning. You saw what he's wearing this week. That's just not happening. You're not putting on. You're not putting on a green jacket with those friggin' shirts. There's no chance. Seamus Power for a second round pick is hilariously bad. Harris English, uh, he's turned it around this season. Sneaky good pick for the freaks. Uh, his putting's been really well. I could see him make the cut, do well. Hatton hates the Masters. Has said it out a bunch of times so you're not winning the masters when you chirp it that's just not going to happen and abe answer plays for live and doesn't hit it far enough so no chance for me um i like i love speed this week though i think i i just i love him i absolutely love him so uh that's that's the freak's best chance you might have to say so uh, the one thing i'll say about Seamus power is i think he got put into a threesome with bubba and like the latin american amateur winner <laughs> and like he's paying plus money to win that, and so I, I bet that today, just because I was like, Bubba has been hurt and hasn't been playing at all. Yeah, and I don't know. No, that's that's, that's fine. That. Yeah, I like that. That's a good bet. All right, uh, moving on to the Blue Fins, two hundred and twenty points on the season. Uh, they're coming in with only two players. Uh, just a joke of a year for the Bermuda Blue Fins. Just just a waste of time, really. Um, they're coming in with Alex Noren and Cam Smith. Uh, either of these guys on your list? No. Well, yes, but it's in a negative way. Yep. Here's where... I don't even know how much I want to do this because I, it might out me as... might destroy all my golf credibility, but I think I think Cam Smith is missing a cut this year. I love it. <laughs> I bet it. I bet it. Did you? Yeah, I bet it. I think it's a great. I think it's a great bet. He's not. He's not playing golf, and he's a grinder. He says, like I, I, I usually like playing Riv. I like playing this course. Nothing in his interviews makes me feel confident that that guy thinks he's oh going to do God. well. I, I bet it like an hour ago. I was I, like, what? Like, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? Here? The guy, the guy is pretty much said like I like hanging out with my friends and going back to Australia. Like, I think Cam Smith made it pretty obvious with this live contract that 
what we think of Cam Smith is completely different than what actually Cam Smith is. Like, Cam Smith is a really good golfer, but I don't think Cam Smith gives a shit. Like, I, I don't. Like, I, 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 I'm shocked. His interview was him sort of doubting his own abilities, which you don't want to do coming into no. a major. Yeah. And also, the conditions, if it pours rain all week, that means, like, even though they have, like, the, the sub-air system that's going to suck a lot of the moisture out, it's going to make for a softer Augusta than we've seen in the past. And I think it's got to be really firm for him to work his magic. Exactly. The He's a firm guy. It's not there. It's not We're there. Not firm. I love the bet. It's it's not my it's not my biggest bet of the week, but I I I hit it. I think I think he's missing the cut. So I've I've spent the last like hour just grappling with whether or not to even bring it up because I was like terrified. I'm like, no. What will they say? What will they think? No, fuck it. No, we're vibing on that one for sure. (laughs) All right, next the London Royals, 240 points on the season. They're coming in with Joaquin Neiman, uh, Min Wu Lee, uh, Mito Pereira, Kirk Kitayama. Uh, Gary Woodland and more, uh, Taylor Moore. Uh, this team, uh, I don't, I don't have anybody on my list. You? No, although I am kind of anxious about Minwoo Lee. Yeah. Who just uh, is an absolute animal off the tee and around the greens, which is great at Augusta, and he had yep. a really great um, debut. And I just read how. Before we got on this call, like I was just listening to, or sorry, I was reading something. The guy pointed out that his his path to the Masters this year is very similar to Danny Willett's yep. in 2016, and like right down to like the weather potentially this year, right? Like it could be a bit of an ugly Masters, which is how Willett won his. Yep. Um, so that freaks me out a bit. Freaks me out just a little bit. And also, too, he's he's not even the best golfer in his family. No, his, not his at all. Sister, his sister's his sister, nasty. Maybe, you know how much that has to just like weigh on you yeah. every day of your life, yeah. and that you're like, I have siblings. I don't want them to be better at me than stuff. I would work night and day to make yeah. sure that was not the case. So yeah. he's probably grinding just to ensure that he wins title of best golfer in the family. So he'll never be satisfied. So yeah. uh, I'm not betting it, but if he wins again, wouldn't be surprised. I like I'm not shocking the world here. I think I think Minu Minu Lee is legit like I think he is I think he's going to be he's here to stay I think he's going to be contending in majors I think he's a legit second round pick probably next year in the FFL tour I think he's I think he's the guy I think he's a guy but I just don't think he's showing up at his first masters and winning it that's my only problem uh Gary Woodland's a guy that I'm a big fan of I know you're a fan of too uh his stats say he should be better than he is at the Masters but we'll see I don't know Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a top 10 or a top 20 something like that uh Kitayama more um they'll be lucky to make the cut uh Mito (laughs) I don't know after after the uh after the Netflix doc I don't know we'll see what happens with Mito but um yeah, and Neiman, mm, uh, he's just not golfing enough. So he's just another live guy that I'm just I'm avoiding. Uh, next up, the Grizz, 260 points. Cam Young, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Louis Use, Sergio Garcia, and Francisco Molinari. Uh, team live right here with the Grizz. Um, anybody on your list? No, but I like their strategy here. Yeah, I think that there's you know there's a non-zero chance that we're misreading the live situation and Correct. the quality of play. Yep. Like, you, we don't know for sure until they actually play an event, which they're just finally doing this week. 
Yep. What if Liv is good? Yep. We don't know. For certain, anyways. We're pretty sure it's not good. I'm pretty sure it's not good. <laughs> um, but if it is good, that's a team that is now stacked with potential major winners, and we all could be in some trouble. So I like the play. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you're watching, like, NASCAR or Formula One or something, and they go for, like, the alternate pit strategy? Yep. That's what the Grizz are doing right now, and I love it. Yeah, he was like, you're not going to be happy with my pickups. And I was like, I don't care. Like, do whatever you want. But um, to be honest, if a live guy's going to win, I think the Grizz got the guy that's going to win it. I think it's Dustin Johnson or it's Patrick yeah. Reed. So I think the Grizz are sitting pretty with that. I think Sergio's has no chance. I think Louis Use has pretty much said he doesn't even want to golf anymore. He's just playing the, ma- uh, the Masters, playing the majors that he gets into, and that's it. So I can't see much from him. Uh I want to see Frankie Molinari get back to being a player. I mean, Tiger took his soul on 12th on the 19th uh, in 19, but I'd like to see him golfing again. Cam Young, Cam Young can will win a Masters, I think, one day. I think he's an uh, unbelievable golfer. Um, I love that he grabbed Webb Simpson's old caddy. Um, I just I don't think his first win on the PGA Tour is going to be at Augusta. So could he win this week? A hundred percent, but he's just not on my card because I can't see his first win being at Augusta. That's the only reason he's not on my card because I, I really like Cam's game right now. And I think a big win is coming. Um, DJ is my DJ is my biggest live guy that I think could win. And Pat Reed, uh, I want Pat Reed involved. I want him involved. And it would be a great. Uh, like storyline to have involved. Yeah. Like him and when like people were getting more buzzing about like him and Rory like going head to head for like what I don't even remember like the Oman Masters or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the one in Dubai. <laughs> and I, I, you know, when it comes to Cam Young, I think like definitely, you know, kind of making me eat my words a bit from earlier in the year when I was kind of out on him because he's put together some good form very recently. Yep. Um. So we'll see, but it's just Augusta's also a course you have to play a few times to get to know its uh, exactly. Trains. Yeah, I just can't see him getting his first win here. That's the only that's the only reason he's not on my card because I love his game right now. I'm betting him pretty much every tournament uh, after this that isn't a major. Cam Young will be on it. I'm get I'm he's getting a win this year. I really feel confident about that. All right, moving on to the rattlesnakes. Uh, Thirteen, one thousand three hundred forty points. Uh, they have Tom Kim, Tony Finau. Russell Henley, Adam Hadwin, and Scotty Scheffler. Any of these guys on your list? Um, wait, read that back again, sorry. Tom Kim, Tony Finau, Russell Henley, Adam Hadwin, and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, no, they're not on my list in a good way. Yes, I did bet Tom Kim to miss the cut. Oh. Um, just don't think he's long enough, and I just don't think he's played the course at all, yep. really, until this week. So I'm gonna, we'll, I'm gonna, I'll take a chance on that. Just when it comes to Scotty, though, because really, there's a very good chance he just comes out and sets the world on fire and wins mm-hmm. his second green jacket in a row, which would put him in the same company as Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Nick Faldo. Yep, like three human beings in the history of mankind who have done that. Yep. So really, like this whole tournament, what you're asking is, is he one of the four greatest golfers ever? And yep. I'm willing to bet no for now. Yep. But we can revisit it at a later time, and maybe we'll have to revisit it on Sunday night. So we'll see. Yeah. See, here's my thing. 
Um, I've read every everything you can read about the Masters. There's been 900 player updates. There's been everybody's got a betting thing. I've read them all. And everything I read, Scotty Scheffler pops like nobody else. Like it is his stats coming in are almost two times better than they were last year. Like it's ridiculous how well he is playing golf. But I bet with my heart and my heart says I do not want the Atlantic City Aces to take money when the rest of the league is trying to win. So, Scotty Scheffler, I hope you miss the cut. I hope you don't do anything for the rest of the season. Do I think Scotty Scheffler could win the Masters? I think Scotty Scheffler is the favorite to win the Masters. I think Scotty Scheffler should be 5-1 to one to win the Masters. That's how confident I am that he is the top dog going into the major. I think he is the best golfer on the planet right now, but I don't want him to win, so he's not on my list. On my list, though, from the Rattlesnakes is a guy that we can all get behind, and he is the first time I have ever bet on him in a major, so I'm hoping for good vibes, Tony Finau. Okay. 22-1 to to win. Uh, We all think of him as a bomber, which he is, but his iron play has been elite this year, and he ranks third third in all-important strokes gain and approach with three top ten finishes and five Masters appearance. He's won four times in the last 19 months, and there's nothing wrong with his form coming in. He's top 25 every start this season. Anybody would be happy with a Tony Finau win. We all want to see it. He was the best part of Netflix documentary. Um, everybody's a fan of him. We all used to chirp him that he never won. Well, he shut that up in the last 19 months, four wins. And it's time, I think, Tony takes that next step. I would not be surprised if he's putting that green jacket on Sunday. And I like having money on him. I'm excited for him. Um, I, I really I really feel good about Tony this week. There's good vibes coming. And uh, I'm, I'm hammering Tony. Yeah, no, you're not going to hear a bad word from me about Tony. Uh, the biggest knock on him was that he just didn't win. Yep. Now he's gone out and won a few times. Uh, he's stole the show on Netflix. Yeah, yep. I, I like to pick even if I'm not the one making it. Yep. All right, next up, the Miami Vice, 600 points on the season. They are bringing in four guys for the Masters, Sung Im, Hideki Matsuyama, K.H. Lee, and Keegan Bradley. Anybody on your list? This team sucks. I hate it. God. <laughs> they make me so mad. They're just, it's so they're so lackluster and boring. They're, they're not even like giving me much to really like. You know, they, they they'll have like one good round. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, maybe it's happening. It's not happening. It hasn't been happening. Um, my my other guy that I mentioned earlier that I have a bet on, I might get unbet was Hideki because I think the odds right now are a steal for a former Masters champion. Yep. I also think if the conditions are what people are saying they are, they're very similar to that one round uh, of the 2021 Masters where Hideki just stormed through the field, yep. grabbed the lead, and never gave it back. And that was the Masters. We didn't bet him, and we hated ourselves for it. <laughs> I know. And I, I'm not going to be burned again that way. So right now the debate is between keeping that bet or the speed bet on my card. Um, might have to lean Hideki just because he's on my team too. Yeah. But – uh, my team has just frustrated the hell out of me this year. They've just not lived up to my standards. Uh, hoping for a better second half. 
I, I think you got two guys here that could win the Masters. I mean, Sungjae's sniffed around a couple times here. Um, he's had some good stats this year, but he's just not closing the door, obviously. Um, Sungjae had an unbelievable, unbelievable end to last season, and he played really well in the President's Cup. Um, I know the Tigers call him a douchebag, but like everything I see, um, this guy, this guy was a team, like everyone loved him on the President's Cup. Um, his stats are nasty. Uh, I would not be surprised if Sungjae is sniffing around again for this one. He is not on my card. Um, Hideki, though, like you said, when I, when I heard wet and cold and it's going to be that kind of course, that always draws me to two guys, and that's Rory and Hideki. And yeah. I'm not on Hideki, and that's probably a good thing for Hideki. So if he wins, I will not be surprised and not be upset because it's already happened once. Um, I could totally see him doing it. He played well last week. Hopefully he's over that neck thing. Um, your other two guys, KH Lee, the best singer, sexiest man on tour. Um, he'll probably make the cut, but I don't see him doing much. And Keeg hasn't been here in like five years. Um, his putting has, has is so much better. Um, I do think Keegan's going to win this year, but I don't think it's going to be at Augusta, so I don't have him on my card either. So let's move on to the diesel weights. Um, 760 points on the season. They are coming into the Masters with Tigala, Brooks Kepka, Stallings, and Chris Kirk. Any of the weights on your list? Uh, no. It's, you know, it's some interesting pieces there, and, and Kirk has really showed out so far this year he's been a real live wire but uh none of them made the cut for me yeah same here um great season for kirk i mean hilarious that d's almost traded him to me for <laughs> as a throw-in i'm like d's man he's he could win the fedex cup like what are we doing here so i didn't allow that to happen because the league would have burnt down if that happened so there was no way that was going on uh scott stallings has played terrible this year no chance um tigala rookie love him but you don't you don't come into the masters and win the masters as a rookie so uh just yeah, can't have tough. him on, can't have him on my card and brooks Let's get into Brooks. So Brooks oh, we went from a guy that was on the Netflix doc saying that he had no confidence, um, went to live, took the money, play with his brother, um, only cared about majors anyways. So I was like, ah, whatever. That's Brooks's call. Uh, I thought his game was falling down a little bit. And he's won twice on the live tour. Uh, he won last week in Orlando, which is at a course that they do Q school at that some people say is one of the worst public courses in Florida. So that's, that's great for the live, but what him, him winning last week does absolutely nothing for me. Um, it changes nothing. Uh, he's got to show me that he's still got it at a major. I think he's going to win. I think he'll make the cut. I'm not going to pick him to miss the cut or anything. But I need to see Brooks back before I'm jumping on the Brooks train again. Um, don't see it. So, no, none of these guys are on mine. Um, I don't see much for the diesel weights this week. All right, let's move on to the Mermen. The thir- they have 1,320 points. They have Justin Thomas, Will Zaltoris, Shane Lowry, Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Scott, and Jason Day. Any of these guys on your list? Yeah. All right. One of them in a big way. Okay. Um, I think I know who. Yeah, we, I, I might have dropped a few hints when we were doing a little pre-game chatting uh, last week. But I really like Tommy Fleetwood. 
Yep. I know many people have been burdened by Tommy Fleetwood betting on him to win majors. I know people have been really burdened by betting on Tommy Fleetwood to win in America in general. Yeah, uh, just doesn't happen. I'm willing to get burned myself here because I really like where his game is at. He always makes the cut at Augusta, knock on wood. Um, he competed really well at the Open at St. Andrews again, which is a course that has a lot of good crossover with Augusta. Uh, he's great around the greens. Uh, the driver's been a little squirrely, which is concerning, but I think he can sort that out. Um, and the other thing, too, is and I brought this up when we were you know, chatting. Um, he won. He's like he's back in the winner's circle again. And he won at a course where if you look at the other winners, like it, it's, it has a track record of people who have won the Masters winning that tournament. It's the Ned Bank Open Challenge or something like yeah, that in yep. South Africa. Yep. Like the winner's list on it is uh, several several Masters winners on there, including, like, Trevor Immelman, which is a bit obscure. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's – I just think that the stars are kind of aligning for him in a really nice way. And, uh, yeah, I'm willing to take the shot here. I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm a Tommy guy. I'm a fan. Uh, he's not on my list, but I'm going to be honest. The Mermen are fucking deep. Like, this team is sick. Um, Justin Thomas, no one's talked about – coming into this one and I know he hasn't had a great year in a lot of people's mind but he's made every cut he's been in he's usually finished around 20th place couple top 10s and that's with him playing bad so he took the match play off to get ready for Augusta so he is he's fired up I think I think JT can definitely definitely win this week and I would not be surprised I'm a little worried not having him on my list so I think that's a good start for the Mermen Will Zaltoris is, I'm not a Willie guy until that putting stroke gets sorted out, but the guy's a dog in majors. There's no questioning yep. that. So, never know. Uh, Shane Lowry, I don't know if you've been reading Twitter as I have, but man, everybody loves Shane Lowry this week. Everybody. A lot of Lowry love. A lot of Lowry. It's actually turned me off Shane Lowry because there's so much Shane Lowry love. Um, so can definitely have a good week this week. Adam Scott's won here before. Hasn't had a great season, but, I mean, he's a past champion. Never know what's going to happen. And holy shit, has Jason yeah. Day turned it around. Everybody and their mother is on Jason Day to win this week. Another reason I'm just not on him, but he could totally win. I remember when I went there in 2019, I said that I the best guy I saw in the – in the practice round was Jason Day. He looked so locked in. He looked ready to go. He was my big pick other than Tiger Woods. And he friggin' he did he played well, but you just see it. You see his game this year. He is he's so sick. Like he's he seems he's back. Like it's 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 wild. The only reason I'm not on day is because everybody else is. And the cold weather, <laughs> we never know what's gonna happen with Day. His whole body could break down. Like that's that's my worry with him. But the Mermen are coming in with six guys that legitimately have a chance that could win the Masters this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like the, like you said, the J.J. thing freaks me out a little bit that everyone loves him so much right now. Yeah. Um, but they have good reason to love him. Yep. He's been really good. Uh, and he's been, he's been close to Augusta in the past. It just, I am a little more freaked out by the softer conditions. Yep. Maybe he doesn't have the length that he needs to, to keep up with some of these guys. That would be my bigger concern. But he's definitely going to win soon he might win like the week after at like the heritage or whatever yeah. but uh it's coming yeah that's probably the pick of the draft like he got him near the end of the in like the fourth or fourth round i think he got him in and 
The guy's top 10 every week. Um, and last team, the Freebirds, I have 420 points on the season. Um, I'm coming in with Rory, Cam Champ, Ryan Fox, Danny Willett, and Murnock. I don't even know how to say is the guy's name. He's just a big Polak. Moronk. Moronk. He's good, though. He's good, and he bombs the ball. Um, Danny Willett, uh, I like him. I my people's names. I like, uh, I like Willett to sneaky top 20. Um, he, he's had a good season this year under the radar. Uh, Ryan Fox, I was pumped when the freaks dropped him. I read a lot of good things about him and he actually sprinkled them for a long shot before I got him on my team. So I was excited about that. Uh, 175 to one. Like, I know he's not winning, but I'm, I'm throwing it. I threw it on there early because he absolutely smashes the ball. And he could absolutely feast on the par fives. Uh, he finished 14th at Bay Hill, 27th at Sawgrass on his first try at those courses. Speaks how comfortable he is on as a new top 50 golfer in the world. Um, I, I just like him, and I was really pumped when the freaks dropped him. Um, I, think, I think he could place. I could see him get a sneaky top 10. Like, I'd be shocked. Shocked if you win. A big boy's winning this tournament, obviously. But I put a little bit on it, and I like it. Now, on my list, obviously, Rory McIlroy. I traded everything for this tournament. I think his game sets up perfectly this week. Uh, he made the changes to the driver. He was killing the ball at the match play. He changed his wedges back to Titleist. He was throwing crazy spin on it. He looked great. He looked way more comfortable with those. And that putter was on that putter yeah. is might be a game changer the guy has seven top tens in his last nine at augusta his last competitive round he played at augusta was eight under 64 to finish solo second this is probably the longest run of quality approach play he's ever approved or ever produced um He's he's just I, I just I feel really good about Rory this week. I know he's on my team, so everybody's saying it's a homer pick. But guys, I traded everything because I wanted him for this one. I think he's winning a major this year, and I really, really like his game for the Masters this week. Um what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the conditions are very right for him. Yep. Soft and slower is perfect. Because that means there's not going to be as much run out on the ball, so you got to carry it further, and he has got carry for days. Yep. So that's perfect. And he's just been, he's been circling a major win for a while now, right? Like, he's just been sniffing around, and he's come oh so close. And if you keep knocking on the door, eventually it's going to open for you, I yep. think, anyways. And so it could very well be this week. I just had to make a, a call on one of the big dogs. I went with... Uh, the Spanish big dog, but uh, I, I also can really, really see Rory winning this. And if he does, I'll just tip my hat, uh, take my L, and be on my way. Yep. Honestly, I, I, I think the smartest bet is to bet the three big dogs. You'd make money. If you bet everybody the same amount, you'd make money in the end. I know it's not a lot of money. You want to hit one of those higher guys, but the three, guy, the three top dogs are coming in and it feels like one of them is going to put out a jacket on at the end of the week. I got Rory on my list. You got Rom on yours. <laughs> We're leaving one guy off, and that's probably the motherfucker that's going to do it. But I don't want to hear it, and I don't want to see it. So my list, uh, Rory, Tony, Spieth, and Cantlay, with my long shots being Hoagie, Rose, Kim, and Fox. Um, who you got again? Uh, I might be forgetting some guys, but my long shots are Tommy Boy and Siwoo Kim. 
Uh, my three big boy bets are Rom, uh, Spieth slash Matsuyama, TBD, uh, and Cantlay. Do all four. Do all four. Don't drop a guy because if you, that'll, be the worst, that'll be the worst. That'll be the. Don't drop because it'll be the worst loss of your life when you cancel the bet. All right, and I have a bro bet. Fire it. We talked about Cam Smith. I love that one. So we're bro betting that one for sure. But I got a lock. I got put your house, put your car, put your wife, put your kids, put whatever you want on this bet. Phil Mickelson missed the cut. Even money. Even money. The guy is finishing... In the bottom half of every live tournament he comes into. He's lost 60 pounds. He looks like he is dying. He's not hitting the ball as far. He wants he declined to talk to the media. So he wants nothing to do with the spotlight this week. Wet and cold is not going to be good for Phil. I cannot see Phil doing anything this week. I think it's going to be a quick exit for Phil. I think Thursday he's going to throw up a 75, and then you won't see him on the coverage, and that'll be it. I think Phil is in a dark place right now, and I don't see him coming out of it anytime soon. I absolutely love Phil. Even money, miss the cut. All right, I'm going to lock that in tonight. And I got another one. I will say, though, I just want to move off Phil. I will say, though, objectively the funniest outcome for the masters would be that phil wins the Masters. oh yes like, for sure be, like he would not only would like i would just die like i would explode like i would combust yeah. on the spot right then and there it'd That'd be, be it'd be so funny to watch how golf like would cover how they would cover that like everyone has People been lost their minds when he won the pga no but i mean like yeah but he was still like phil mickelson sticking his thumb up now he's phil mickelson like pariah like Everyone has written like Phil's the worst human being in the world now. Like, how do you how do you spin this in a positive light? You know what I mean? Like, it's so it would be hilarious. And another one I do like Bryson to miss the cut plus one fifty. Um, <laughs> Bryson hasn't done nothing on live, and I, he's he's switching his weight down. He's he's just a mess right now. So I I have another, that's another live guy I have missing the cut. Uh, you got any side bets you want to throw out? Or are you good? No, I don't think I have too much more. They just—they're just kind of uh, riffing on some of the stuff we already brought up. Like I bet uh, JT over Cam Smith in a tournament matchup. Yeah. Uh, I bet Hideki over uh, Fitzpatrick in another matchup. I love that one. Uh, not not too much else though. That that was uh, I tried to keep it lean and mean. I I failed, but I kept it leaner than uh, I was expecting. Yeah, I've pretty much said all my bets. Like, uh, I got the four guys that I got outright, plus the four sprinkles on the long shots. And then with my long shots, I have all of them uh, making top 20. With uh, Kim and Rose and Hoagie, I, I put uh, some top 10s on them. And then I have miscut bets of the, the live trio of Smith, Mickelson, and Bryson. Right. And then I, I also took Tom Kim to miss the cut, which I just think that's a... It's a course knowledge slash just not long enough of the driver for, for this year's version. Yep. I like it. All right. That is the Masters. That is the FFL Tour. And that is the FFL Podcast. Jeff, thank you for coming on. We'll see you at the next major. Yeah. Hopefully uh, I'll be back in the in studio for that one. Yeah. Uh, 
I just managed to complete a, a walking marathon in Toronto, but <laughs> always happy to chime in. Love talking Masters. Really looking forward to it. All right. Enjoy the week. All right. Talk to you later. later.